Welcome to Sister Sage Herbs Roadside Herb Service. My name is Mark Fendel and this is Jane Simmons, Hello. owner of Sister Sage Herbs, a medicinal herb farm. We also sell our products at Pike Place Market and online at SisterSageHerbs.com. And we are talking about all things plant medicine and our little disclaimer every time is that we're not doctors. Nope. But we... Not clinical herbalists. And we're not clinical herbalists. We cannot diagnose anyone. But we love talking about plants. Mm -hmm. And we love just getting hopped up on coffee in the morning and, <laughs> <laughs> and breaking it down about plants. Um, and today we're going to talk about a um, an herb from India that is hugely popular and um, and has been um, recognized in India as a very sacred plant. Um, this is the holy basil plant mm -hmm. um, and um, people have been using this plant for thousands of years for a number of things. Um, the tea as used for digestive health, respiratory, diabetes, stress, circulation, sleep issues, and, and many more um, uh, particular um, effects, you know, uh, positive effects that this plant can have. Um, and unlike our other plants that we've talked about, um, Everything else that we've talked about has been either from North America mm -hmm. or uh, European, Old World mm -hmm. um, herbs. So this is we're kind of we're kind of um, veering off into a different direction mm -hmm. here. Although I know Tulsi is a, a very common um, herb to find as a tea here, um, or fairly common. Mm, you can you can do it. Yeah, you can track it down. Yeah. Um, what else do I have to say? I know that this is, we're talking about somebody else's culture here, somebody, something that is extremely sacred. So I want to just make sure that we're on the, we're on the right page today. Um, with, Highly revered. With, yes, with respect to other people's culture. So with that, yeah. what do you know? <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> Uh, pretty much everything I know about holy basil, I either learned from experience or from Rich Ocek, because he's the one who introduced it. Um, I literally, for the first couple of years, used to just carry around my seed catalog, and whenever I was like, what is that plant? Oh yeah, what is it good for? Oh yeah, what does it do? What is this? This? I just open up my seed catalog, and he has a very brief description of not only how it grows, but also... Um, what it's used for. So um, I was very intrigued with the holy basil and once I tasted it I was even more intrigued. Um, there's about four or five varieties and it's been changing over the years, well a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago now, maybe longer, they changed the taxonomy of some plants and so they changed, they thought you know, one was one kind and then they turned, you know, called it something else. So, um, 
But Ritzerchek has, uh, one of his daughters is a research scientist, and so they've been researching the constituents of all their plants. They go, they try to go around the world um, to collect the, the plant seeds themselves, and um, they're extremely respectful family um, with regards to plants. Uh, he's an ethnobotanist and did his studies in Africa when he was just out of college and um, learned Swahili, like very, very into um, being a part of the place where he is. So with that in mind, um, I'll just talk a little bit. Um, so in the same way that chamomile is kind of what you're going to get if you skin your knee in Germany, mm -hmm. if you skin your knee or anything, in India, mm -hmm. you'll probably get a cup of some kind of Rama tea. Uh, so it's like grandma's little remedy, but also big remedy. It keeps people stress-free, um, keeps kind of the holy inside of them, I think is how they um, might want, might think about it. Um, I know when I taste it, it just feels so, it is so, such a lovely flavor. Mm -hmm. um, it's slightly licorice-y, um, slightly, they call it eugenol, eugenol uh, which is the um, strongest part, uh, is the, uh, the part that helps with stress reduction the most. That one, um, that plant, so okay, let, let me go through. There's, uh, well, the ones that he sells, Amrita, Krishna, Rama, Temperate, and Vana. So the Temperate one was one that I think he um, found that does best in our climate. Mm -hmm. He's in Southern Oregon. But I've seen that. Um, that's the one that self-seeds. So it's really helpful for it to come up on its own the next day, the next year. Mm -hmm. I've seen it in South Carolina. I've seen it in North Carolina. I had, on my trip last time, I kept seeing it everywhere. It was just so adorable, so cool to see. Um, so there, and then there are different. Um, sorry, folks, dental. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to take a pause here, and we're continuing uh, talking about holy basil here. You were talking about Richo Czech. Yes. And uh, we were talking about the different uh, kinds of um, holy basil mm -hmm. that he grows in Williams, Oregon. Yeah. Um, sorry about the pause, folks. <laughs> That's, uh, that was kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there are several kinds of um, varieties of holy basil. And basil will cross with another basil plant uh, which can be okay, but um, for their purposes, they need to make sure that they are particularly separate. So they grow one kind in one greenhouse, one kind in another greenhouse, totally closed, so the bees don't mingle the pollen. Um, but uh, they all have different... Uh, I did have a book, uh, one of their seed catalogs, that they had done the test and showed which one had the highest eugenol and this and that. 
It was a study on there, but they don't have it on this one. But uh, the vana, which is um, osimum gratissimum, so gratitude mm-hmm. basil. Sure. Um, so he describes this one, native to India and North and East Africa, which is possibly where he got his, because he definitely studies in Africa. Um, has their larger leaves, you know... You, once, if you're growing all three, you can kind of, you can tell the difference, but unless you remember which one's which, you know, it's hard to know, you know, in the field, like, which one's which. So I don't have one particular kind that I use. I use whatever comes up that year. Mm-hmm. And they're all slightly different, but they taste delicious. And uh, they all have that stress-reducing quality to them. Um... Yeah, I don't know that much else about it. The flowers are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're kind of um, like that square stem, sort of in the same way that the wood betony and the motherwort come up, but they're not pokey at all. They're very soft. Um, they kind of look like they might become pokey, but they're they're not. Um, but if you've never had it, you should definitely taste Tulsi tea. Yeah, and I think that this is an easy way to 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 kind of exper- experiment with this, mm-hmm. or you know, is to try the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some very good varieties out there. Some right wonderful now. varieties. I know there's an organic uh, in. Uh, it's in a silver bag, India. Right. Taste of India. I'm sorry, I don't know exactly the name. We'll. we'll Find out and post the link in the description. And uh, I believe strictly medicinal, traditional medicinal teas Mm -hmm. have a really nice line of the Tulsi tea right now. Mm -hmm. And they combine it with other herbs so you can get Tulsi with chamomile or Tulsi with um, lemon balm or Mm -hmm. lemongrass. So that's a good way to try it. It's probably all mixed together of variety, um, uh, you know, of all different kinds of Tulsi. Yeah. But um, it may have it on there. But it, definitely if you see Vana, it's supposed to be the strongest variety for the stress-relieving mm-hmm. properties. But I actually, so it's in my Holy Mama formula. And at the Pike Place, I, we get people from all over the world stop by and, you know, what's this? What's this? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, this one guy came by and I was like, are you from India? And he said, yeah, I'm from India. I said, oh, well, maybe your grandmother used to give you holy basil when you were a child if something went wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, well, you know, respectfully, would you like to taste my formula and see if you can taste the holy basil in it? And I gave him a drop. He put it on his tongue and his eyes went to the side and he kind of teared up. And I was like, I brought you to your grandmother, didn't I? And he said, yes. (laughs) Went right back to grandma's loving kitchen. Well, I'm getting for class. I do. (laughs) But it's so cool. One drop. And he could feel the, you know, the holy basil. So cool. So, there you go. That's why I put it in there. That's amazing. That little bit of the holy uh, 
spirit in mm-hmm. you, you know, especially when you're a new mom, you need all the support you can. When you're an old mom, you need all the support you can. So the Holy Mama almost acts like a mother, you know, mm-hmm. so it's helping, helping you like your mom would or your grandmom would. Yeah. So that's about all I have to say about yeah, I think that I think that if you wanted to try to grow it to it would be worth looking at Rich Ocheck's website. Oh yeah. Um yeah. It, and especially if especially if you're going to order seeds. I, yeah. I think that would be the only place that I would go. Yeah. Uh off the top of my head to And he also sells plants. Sometimes he has the plants already started for you, which would be very helpful. Right. Considering uh, the Krish- the Krishna takes 120 days to grow. Right now it's June and it's cold out. So unless you have a greenhouse, you wouldn't be starting it here. Right. It might not go until October here. Right. You might have to start that inside. It will be or raining something. again. Yeah. So you have to plan ahead for some of these. Um, the temperate one again is only a. Uh, 70 days to maturity. So that's going to be very helpful. And then if it goes to seed, the next year it may come up, you know, it might come up in March or June or, I mean, March or uh, or April or May. And then you'll get another head start on it the next year, you know. So uh, that's the one I would grow if uh, if I just wanted to have it in the garden. It's a beautiful, beautiful plant. A little lighter flavor. But really, really nice. Really nice. So, oh, I just found something people might be interested in. Okay, what do you got? What do you got? Okay, it's used in Ayurveda for treating cough, gastrointestinal ailments, which Mm -hmm. I did know. Yeah. And increasing sperm count. Ooh. Red alert, red alert, red alert. (laughs) Just in case. Make some more boys. Okay, now I'm getting silly. Um. All right, we're gonna we're gonna cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> if you made it to the end of this podcast, you are so awesome. Thank you. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> we love talking about this stuff, so um, we're gonna do some more of it very soon. Um, and until then, check out our other. Uh, episodes at sistersageherbs.com and for more information check out some holy mama and you know get out in your garden grow some grow some plants yeah plant some seeds mm-hmm. i would also like to say though if you do just find some thai basil or something like that you can dry the thai basil and it tastes fairly similar it, it is also considered the um, osamum, uh, sanctumum, you know, so that's an, a, just a different variety. It's not mm-hmm. quite as, um, holy basil ish, but it's got a flavor like uh, it, uh, sort of similar. a little like that licorice. So that could help too, which is, you know, could be helpful, could be easier to find. That's, that's really all I have to say. oh man alright folks thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time have a great one cheers